For the sure. listeners, as of today, you have 318,156 subscribers to your <laughs> Yes, <channel>. wow. <laughs> this is Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high-level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand, October 26th to November 24th, 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course, some fun adventure. Currently, we are offering a special early bird discount of $400 for only 10 people. Once they're filled, they're gone. Don't wait on this one, guys. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to contact us ASAP at theentrepreneurhouse.com. Today, listeners, we have a good friend of the show and YouTube master, Gabby Wallace, joining us. Gabby is the founder of Go Natural English and has used YouTube to market and catapult her business in the past few years. Currently, Go Natural English has over 300,000 subscribers and has grown by nearly 10,000 from the time we recorded this to the time we published the episode. Gabby shares some really great information about growing a YouTube channel. She and I discuss the growth of her content and herself as a YouTuber. We dive into equipment, handling comments, and interaction. Gabby shares her strategies for branding and creating a YouTube funnel. And then we'll wrap up by listening to some of the mistakes Gabby shares so others can avoid. If you have a YouTube channel or thinking about using one for a business, check out this episode. Welcome, Gabby, to the podcast. How are you today? Hey, Chris, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited to talk to you for a couple of reasons. But one, I know you're reporting live from my hometown, Kansas City, Missouri. Yes. And how are you enjoying it? <laughs> I'm loving it. Somebody's got to hold it down here. So I figure like one of us has to be here. No, but it's good. It's um, it's 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 really been fun being here. Very cool. Yeah. So, so we want to hop into the show, Gabby, and I know your story and the way that you've kind of grown as an entrepreneur, but I'm, I, I definitely want to share that with the listeners. So can you just, can, can we just give you the mic and you share your, your story and how you became the entrepreneur that you are today? Sure. So I'll take us back to when I was studying in undergrad, because at that point, I knew I wanted to travel, but I didn't see, you know, any major in traveling. I was like, I can't major in traveling. What am I going to do? <laughs> so I figured out that one kind of job where, you know, you can go work abroad is teaching English. And I always loved languages and different cultures and learning from people from different backgrounds. So it felt like it fit well. So that's what I did. And um, kind of fast forward, just a quick you know, version of my story is I started to help my English learners more by making video resources for them, like quick tips, five minute little lessons on video, and then posting those on YouTube. And first, my classroom students watched. I had about eight students, small classes. <laughs> I think maybe my mom watched. <laughs> and and uh, over the months, though, I noticed, you know, more and more views. And then I started getting messages from uh, English learners who I had never met asking me if I would tutor them. And I started picking up Skype lessons and then, you know, realized I needed to figure out a way to scale this because I was getting more and more attention and interest and ended up making digital courses um, and programs for learners online. And that's kind of where I'm at today, running my YouTube channel with um, over 300,000 subscribers now and 
running um, a six-figure business with digital courses. And, and one thing maybe we can talk about that I really enjoy is actually collaborating with other online English teachers. Uh, and that's been kind of like my, my coworkers now, my colleagues, and, and doing collaborative um, entrepreneurial efforts with them online has been really cool. And Gabby, I think um, something I want to touch base on a little later is definitely YouTube marketing. But for the sure. listeners, as of today, you have 318,156 subscribers to your YouTube <laughs> yes, channel. Yes, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so how long ago did you start Go Natural English? And then did you immediately start using YouTube as a marketing channel? Well, YouTube came before I even knew what marketing was. So I I started uh, in 2011. So it's been like a six year overnight success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it it started out just as uh, kind of an experiment, and it's still an experiment. But I wanted a way to help my students who I was working with at the time in the classroom. But also, I knew that making videos that's that's a resource right that could be a digital resource that you know someday could somehow make me some money but i didn't really have a background in business or marketing or any of this stuff that i love talking about today Um, but i just started making videos on youtube and it's kind of like the marketing led to the business not the other way around so interesting uh, but yeah but youtube has always been my biggest source of, um, of leads of traffic to my website or to social media, um, for people interested in buying my courses. It's always, always been the biggest, probably cause I started there, but I believe, you know, it's really powerful for other people who are doing, you know, similar businesses online to, um, to meet their audience, to, you know, just let their audience know like, okay, this is what I'm about. Video is a great, way to do that. Um, we could talk more about that, but yeah, YouTube has been super, super powerful for my business. Um, yeah. How would you describe yourself and the very first video compared to the current videos that you make? (laughs) Oh man. Well, you can actually still see the first video I made. Um, I was so nervous to make that video, man. It took me about three days just to record my first five minute video. Cause I was like, I don't know what to say. Do I look weird? I think I sound weird. I don't know. And it's really funny because I didn't really even understand how to edit a video. So in the first video, you can see me like turning on the camera, mm-hmm. going to walk in front of it and doing my you know little lesson and then walking back and turning it off. And it's so embarrassing. But <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the thing that I, I tell people if you haven't started on YouTube and you're thinking about it and you want to be in your videos, like you just have to expect that you're going to embarrass yourself at least in the beginning and maybe just on an ongoing basis, get okay with embarrassing yourself uh, to everyone on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still feel like you do embarrassing things when you're recording videos these days? Yeah, I feel really comfortable in front of the camera these days because I've made, I mean, thousands of videos at this point, not all on YouTube, but like when you put the videos from my courses and, you know, count those with the ones on YouTube, it's, definitely been over a thousand videos so I feel comfortable in front of the camera but I don't like watching my videos that I've recorded I'll do anything not to watch them <laughs> what what kind of uh, equipment are you using to to record your videos now yeah that's a great question I would 
what I use and what I recommend is that people start with a good smartphone. Um, an iPhone is what I use. I'm sure there's other phones that have good cameras on them. Um, I think there's like a Google phone or, or, or something. I, I just stick with iPhone because that's what I know. Um, and a mic, so a lapel mic that, you know, just uh, pops right into your iPhone and a tripod, so you know you don't want to be holding it; you want it to be stable. But it's a super simple setup and uh, really cheap because if you already have a smartphone, you know that you're using for your personal life, you don't need to buy anything except for the microphone and the tripod, and you can get both of those for less than a hundred dollars together. I mean, there, you can you can level up and get like a um, you know get a real camera, but I really don't think it's necessary. I don't see a huge difference in the quality, unless you're really into uh, videography and you want to get more artistic and you want to do like more artsy stuff, more, um, I don't know if you're really into, into editing, but the take that I have on videos is more tutorial and just getting information across to people for uh, maybe leading into taking a course with me. So I'm not really into making it like a really, um, like a movie, you know, something where I have to edit a lot. Mm-hmm. And for the comments that you get on your YouTube channel, do you reply to those personally or do you have some type of system set up where things are automated and links are sent to people that ask questions about this or that or classes or in general? That's a really good question. So uh, in the beginning, you know, it was slow going. I didn't get a ton of comments and I would respond to them individually, personally. In the past, I've had an assistant working on that. And um, now I use TubeBuddy, uh, which is a um, like a software extension you can use to make um, like copy and paste uh, or uh, what do you call it, like canned responses, like in, in Gmail. And so you can you can make as many of those as you want. And so I noticed that I was getting pretty much the same four or five types of comments. Like one would be thank you, I love the video. And then, you know, I might just thank them for their comment and ask if they would subscribe to the channel. Or another comment would be like a specific English question, like, you know, can you please give me 10 examples of how to use the past perfect tense? And I'm like, "Ah, okay, how about you join my email list? Or how about you subscribe to, you know, I'll choose one call to action just to kind of um, get them to stick around and let them know I'm here to help them. But I don't necessarily answer those specific questions because I literally get, you know, hundreds or thousands of comments. So um, I just do my best to help people in a scalable way, right? Right. Um, And then, you know, I'll occasionally get questions about my courses on YouTube, but usually it's more of people looking for free tips and free help. And that's actually something I want to mention about YouTube marketing is that you have to think, from from that viewer's uh, point of view, they're going to YouTube with the mindset of let me get some free information. I want some you know good practical quality information. I want it for free because that's why we go to Google or YouTube. Um, not necessarily let me go to YouTube because I want to spend a hundred dollars on a course or mm-hmm. they're not really in the buying mindset. So approach YouTube with um, a very giving mindset. You should be giving good information, letting people know who you are and how to take that next step with you or your business, but not trying to sell something right off the bat with YouTube. I think it's a mistake to 
see YouTube as like an infomercial or or a commercial like we used to see on TV or we still see on TV. I don't I don't watch TV anymore, do you? <laughs> <laughs> like there's no commercials on Netflix, so I don't know what no. happened to commercials. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No, hopefully hopefully there's right? not ever. <laughs> Are you enjoying today's episode? I hope so. We're working hard to pick the minds of higher level entrepreneurs to bring you some applicable tactics for your business. October 26th through November 24th, we will have our most impactful event ever. Four weeks in the northern mountains of Thailand with other successful entrepreneurs that have six and seven figures in annual revenue in their businesses. The experience includes private accommodations, workshops, masterminds, advisors, high-speed Wi-Fi at a beautiful resort complex. And for our listeners, we have a special $400 early bird discount for only 10 people. Once they're filled, they're gone. So if you're ready to seriously take your business to the next level, contact us at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now back to the show. Gabby, have you found that there's certain types of videos or certain types of content that you use that creates a higher level of comments and interactions from the viewers on YouTube? For sure. Yeah. And, um, this is something that I was I was just helping some other teachers with because, like, take English language, what, what I'm teaching and, and what I was helping these other teachers with, um, they're also English teachers. It's like, it's the English language is not very subjective. It's like, you have grammar rules, you know, vocabulary, uh, you look up the definition in the dictionary. It's like, it's easy to just kind of regurgitate the facts. So what makes your video unique is by adding something like about you or your experience or the way you explain it um, or your opinion. You know, if you can kind of think of a way to spice up something that would traditionally be super boring, like English grammar, um, like how, how should your viewer see this topic? How should they approach it? Do you have a strong opinion about what they should do, should not do? You know, how are people doing it all wrong? How, how do you think they should be doing it and, and put yourself out there, like express your opinion, express um, maybe something about how you came to that opinion or, or a story that explains, you know, how you think about the topic that you're helping people with, whether it's English or like how to tie a bow tie or if it's something else. Um, really, you have to inject yourself or, or like your business, your, um, your story, uh, your values into your video to make it stand out and, and have a style. And this is all part of branding. Like, you know, what, uh, what kind of, um, maybe cover image do you use on your, on your video or what are you wearing in your video or what is your background? And there's so many details and I don't mean to, you know, overwhelm with like all these different things mm -hmm. to think about, but just really bottom line, like have an opinion, be a person. Don't, don't be afraid of putting yourself out there because if you don't if you're just like that nice person trying to share information nobody cares it's like that's just the same as going to wikipedia and it's like you're you have to you have to connect with people so you have to really express who you are and your opinions I'd like to learn more about your strategy for branding on YouTube, Gabby, because yeah. uh, I think it's great how, you know, sometimes you'll have some videos or pictures where you're dressed very professional and formal, and then sometimes mm. you're more casual, sometimes your hair is a different way. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious about your thoughts and your strategy with, um, with your image and the business's image through YouTube. 
Oh man, I love that you're making it sound like I plan everything. Um, a lot of that is just because I wanted to get content out there, but maybe I was traveling or I didn't, you know, have the patience to do my hair, or uh, I just needed to do uh, what I could where I was at. So. You know, if I could, I would do all of my videos like in a very, you know, like a, a jacket or like, a, you know, very nice makeup and hair and like just make them all look perfect. I, I would do that. But on the other hand, I feel like a lot of people do connect with me more when I'm, you know, not, I mean, I was gonna say not perfect. I'm never perfect. But you know, mm -hmm. when I'm more like, okay, I didn't do my hair or I'm wearing a t-shirt and not necessarily like a, a suit jacket. Um, so I do mix it up and it's honestly, it's an experiment. Um, but I, I do think that there's something to say for, you know, bringing, uh, professionalism to YouTube. I mean, it depends what your brand is, right? Like if right. you're doing, um, uh, I don't know, like video games, you might be like, you know, like I'm thinking of PewDiePie or something like, I think he's a lot more casual in his style than, than I am maybe. Um, but even like, you know, I know another YouTuber who does beauty and makeup and she's 16 or 17 years old, but even in her videos, she's very, you know, well poised and professional, but it's real. It's human. It's not like fake professional. Like she's not reading from a cue card, you know, or, or scripted. It's very natural, but at the same time coming across as professional, like, you know what you're talking about. And that's really important is to convey an air of confidence in what you're talking about. And Gabby, one other thing about YouTube, what is your strategy for your funnel for the business? Um, yeah. And we know that YouTube's one of your main marketing sources. How do you convert the, or more in detail, maybe the process of converting the viewer to the subscriber to the student slash customer? Yeah, this is super important because a lot of YouTubers don't do this. Yeah. And if you look at the successful, like quote unquote successful YouTubers who might have a million or more subscribers, you don't know actually what they're making. And subscribers doesn't equal dollars. Right. Um, if it did, that would be awesome, but it doesn't. <laughs> um, so I, the best way to make money on YouTube is not um, necessarily making money directly from YouTube. Um, right. It's more indirect, right? And some people work with sponsors. I've worked with sponsors before, um, and that's fine. It works better for different markets than others. Um, for English learning, I'll say what, what has worked best for me is selling online courses. So there's a funnel, right? It's not just like, hi, buy my course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting people from viewer to subscriber is kind of a first step. Um, I do always let people know that I have an email list and um, a, a lead magnet to, to get them interested in joining the list, um, and a, kind of a bonus training that they can take that's not on YouTube. Um, but at first, you know, I'm just trying to let people know what Go Natural English is. That's, I don't think I've even said it yet. That's the name of the English learning company. So just inviting them, you know, to come watch free lessons and running them to join my email list because I'll send them, 
um, updates, send them uh, information when I do send out a new lesson on YouTube. Um, inviting them to take part in activities on our Facebook page or our, our Facebook group. So really there's, there's a lot that happens in that first level of just getting to know each other, just seeing if they like, you know, my lessons at Go Natural English and, uh, if they would be a good fit. I mean, it's pretty specific. It's, um, English for intermediate to advanced adult learners. And I do everything in English. A lot of people ask like, Oh, are you you know, do you have multiple funnels like in Portuguese and Japanese and like, like no, I'm keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And then obviously if people are getting on the email list, then they're getting they're getting free tips, free lessons, more nurturing and teaching. But they're also getting offered more premium products, like starting with an ebook and then um, a package of audio ebooks and then. Uh, video courses, which are you know more focused and organized, and this is how I, I differentiate between the videos on YouTube, right? Because there's um, there's hundreds of videos on my YouTube channel, but it's not organized like a course is, and there's not those extra resources or um, the text or quizzes or anything like that. So, so that's kind of how the funnel set up from, you know, meeting each other, so to speak, on YouTube to inviting them to take that step to join the email list and then introducing them to different products. Are there any mistakes that you made through your YouTube marketing that maybe some listeners that are starting out on YouTube could avoid? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I'm constantly experimenting. And so a lot of things that maybe didn't go so well, I don't see them as a mistake because I learned from them. So, you know, one thing I did early this year from like the end of December to February, I think it was 60 days of, you, uh, not, yeah, YouTube, YouTube live. Sorry, I was doing Facebook live at another time, but I did mm -hmm. 60 days of YouTube live every day at the same time. And it was super cool. It was fun. People were really getting into it. But what I noticed was, the numbers on YouTube weren't really improving. Like my subscriber rate, um, the view, uh, the number of views, the duration of the views wasn't really improving. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to cut this experiments. And it was a learning, um, just, yeah, a learning from that. And so I'll go with a different style of video, not necessarily live. I mean, live video came out and everyone's talking about how mm -hmm. awesome it is. And I agree, it is awesome, but you have to figure out how to apply that so that your audience really enjoys that and maybe uh, make it more of a special event. Um, maybe daily vlogging would work for some people, or not vlogging, but like daily live would work for some people, mm -hmm. but it's also a huge commitment. Um, another thing that I would be really careful about, which I made a, a mistake in, is how you brand your business. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a personal brand, but I'm not trying to brand myself Gabby Wallace as the English teacher, but I kind of inadvertently did that. Um, I always brand my videos with Go Natural English, but I also branded with my name. And so that made a bit of confusion for people like, oh, should they search for me, Gabby Wallace, or so should they be searching for Go Natural English? So I've gotten kind of um, a, lot of, a lot of people from, from both searches. And so I just learn as I go, like, okay, now I'm going to really put the Go Natural English name more at the forefront and not necessarily my, my name. Um, so, 
Yeah, I mean, just be, be uh, thinking about how you want to brand yourself. Think about also what you can change and what you can't change on YouTube. Like, you can change all of the title and the description and the tags and your cover image, your annotations or your, your cards that pop up. You can change all of those things. So don't worry. You know, you can experiment freely with those. But the things that you can't change is like the video itself, um, the audio that's in it, the visual, um, anything that's like hard in that video file, the MP4 or, or the mm-hmm. MOV file, whatever it is, you really can't change that. If you want to change it, you have to take that video down and completely redo it and upload it again. Right. So, yeah, so just to think about what you can and can't change, I think could save you a lot of time. But again, it's all an experiment and you have to get out there and do it and learn as you go. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. And and I'll second that for the live videos. For this podcast push, I've been doing a a live video describing each podcast on Facebook that I've been um, releasing and, and giving some tips about the podcast and some things that I've learned. And I'm, I was really just disappointed in the conversion and the amounts of people that are actually watching and yep. that Facebook was kind of sending this way. And I know they have their own algorithm up, but I think that it's like for those videos to really convert, and this is from my experience on Facebook, you need a, a, you know, at least like a 15, 20, 30 minute video for people to really yeah. get following along and then but how many people really want to hop on a Facebook live video for 30 minutes? And Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, <laughs> You know, and some like big names will be on there. Tim Ferriss may have a live video and I'm like, cool, yeah. but it's when I'm cooking dinner and it's in the evening or I'm walking to the office or something. And it's like, ah, I don't have a half an hour to watch Tim right now. It kind of sounds like it's similar with YouTube. Yeah. Like, well, actually that's a really good point you just brought up. If you, wouldn't feel it like a convenient time to watch Tim Ferriss, you know, somebody who probably has some interesting stuff to say, like, would your audience necessarily do that same thing? So I guess what I'm trying to say, like, I try to put out the kind of content that I would watch. Right. I'm not an English learner. Right. But like, let's say I was learning, um, I want to improve my Portuguese. So like, what kind of content would I want to watch or consume about learning Portuguese? So then I would try to make that content for my audience learning English, right? Yeah, perfect. Now, yeah. I know you're doing a lot of collaborating these days yeah. with some other teaching companies. So how's your experience been with that? It's been really fun. I mean, I like to be social. Sometimes, like, you know, working online, working from home is not the most social thing. But I've kind of figured out how to be social with other other online entrepreneurs, other people teaching English online. And, um, it's, it's been great to, to do collaborative things, anything from just, uh, cross posting, sharing each other's posts, uh, maybe doing YouTube interviews. I've done, uh, several YouTube or or podcast interviews, um, either on other people's channels or on my channel, um, to kind of cross promote. And I mean, you might think, well, why would you do this with a competitor? But I, I think it's helpful in the long run to have a collaborative mindset and um, not just for promotion, um, but also for doing special sales. Like I do the English power pack sale, which is a, a joint sale with several different teachers. And, and that's been 
really cool, really fun to work with different teachers. It's been profitable. It's been a way that I've been able to give back to. We give, um, we give a portion of sales to pencils of promise. And so that, that feels really great to be able to do that. Um, and it's just, it's cool to bring people together to kind of work together to, to help the English learner audience. They get a good deal as well. So, I mean, if you can, like your listeners, if you can think of a way where instead of considering people your competition, how could you kind of join together for mutual benefit? Because I think there's enough English learners in the world so that none of us are really going to be fighting for um, for those for those students. I've also noticed, um, because I'm, I'm in masterminds and I talk to, to other online English teachers, even before I did this collaborative stuff, but I noticed uh, we, we have the same students. Like, you know, we might, we don't just talk about students, but, you know, we talk about, oh yeah, there's this guy, he bought my course and I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the other person would say, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like Louise, yeah, he bought my course too. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, we have the same students. So I just realized that not only are there tons and tons of people in our market, but they're buying more than one course. Mm -hmm. So it's not like an exclusive thing either or like, oh, well, if this person buys your product, they're not going to buy my product. That's not the case at all. I, I, so I don't really believe in that kind of competition or, or competitive attitude. I think we can all be more successful if we collaborate in a strategic way. I like it. Gabby, yeah. Gabby, is there anything <laughs> else you would like to share with the listeners before we sign off? Oh, man, I'm just um, excited to share my story. I hope that it's um, helpful in whatever way, you know, if you recognize some of your own thoughts or experience in it. And if people want to get in touch or check out what I'm doing, you can go to gonaturalenglish.com, go natural English on YouTube, um, or more. My business brand is gabbywallace.com. Very cool. And we'll put the links in the show notes. Gabby, we want to give you a huge thank you for coming on the show and sharing all your tips and your tricks and your wisdom with us. We really <laughs> appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you, Chris, for having me. No problem. And listeners, thank you guys for joining us once again. We're going to sign off there for today, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.